Hi, everybody. This is Laurie Handlers, and this is another episode of Tantra Cafe, a program for spiritual enlightenment. And I'm your host, as always. I greet you in peace. Om Shanti Shanti Shanti. And I love to remind you that you can follow me, Laurie Handlers, on on Facebook and on Twitter. I was going to say Skype, but I'm, I don't want you to follow me on that. I want you to follow me on Facebook and Twitter, please. I love getting fan mail from you. Got an amazing uh, letter from a British woman this week saying that she listens to all the Tantra Cafe episodes as she does her housework or whatever she does at home and that she's learning so much that it's changing her life just from listening to the show. So please write to me. I love hearing that. Really, I do. So I want to also let you know that today's show is brought to you by Silk, S-Y-L-K, a personal lubricant that changes you from the inside. So please go to Butterfly Workshops forward slash Silk to find out more about that. Today we're going to talk about what happens with sexual abuse, and we're going to talk about how Tantra actually affects a very positive change for people who have been harmed, uh, traumatized often at the hands of others, often people in their home, often people that they know. I'm hoping that for many of you who are listening today, that you will get some very valuable information, and that's my reason for doing this. This is a subject that is talked about often, even Oprah has talked about it, and most people don't know that there's anything that they can do about it. So it's super important to me that you listen up. My guest today is Jennifer Hartnett. She is a New Jerseyite. She is a student of mine. She's been through all my levels of Tantra. She's been through my leadership course. She's assisted my programs. She has cooked. She's been the sous chef in my programs. And it's my pleasure to have her here today with me in the studio. Jennifer, it's great to have you here. It's an honor and pleasure, Lori. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And I, I want to let people know about how, when I first met you, you were in my, the first time you ever took bliss, the bliss course with me. Mm-hmm. I noticed that you had, uh, some things that I noticed in people. You, I saw when we were doing the emotional release segment, your eyes were fluttering a lot. And I remember coming over to you and saying something like, say no blame, no shame, just leave me, leave me alone, like leave some, Something, and I knew that something must have happened to you, but I didn't know what. Do you remember back to that? Yes, I do remember back to that. And I also remember there was something in you that didn't want it to go at first. It was something, there was a payoff there to hang on to it. And I, so part of me wanted it to go, the big part of me, and part of me wanted to hang on to it. And, you know, that release was the first time I'd ever done it. And I realized that there was something very deep in there that didn't want to leave. Well, you know, people have told me that have been students of mine before who were sexually abused, either by a parent or a very close relative, over a period of time, I've been told that uh, when this is the form of love you get, and this is the only thing that you know called love, it's hard to let go 
of the piece inside that even though it's associated with something traumatic, like someone did something bad to you, you don't want to let it go because it, it was a form of love. Is that, do yeah. you identify with that? I completely identify with that. I also identify with being a pleaser. So I, I was rewarded when I was harmed. I was rewarded for being harmed. And then I was also uh, conditioned to please. Uh, I, I, so I was, I was always pleasing people as a result of that. And that was a payoff there, too. That's, it's very common for people who have been sexually abused to want to please people. Um, I've seen that before also. Well, let's talk about it um, some like kind of more specifically in the sense that um, so you because because it's only recent that you actually told me yes <laughs> that you were sexually abused. I knew something happened to you, and you recently assisted a course with me where we had someone in the course that you saw readily that something had happened to her. How did you, how did you know? Uh, well, first of all, I could feel it. Um, there was there was an intuition. There was something, and she was doing what I used to do. She would not be able to sit still for very long. She was twitching. Uh, she uh, uh, not consciously twitching. She couldn't sit still long, and she was not able to breathe even a full breath without her whole body really tensing up and shaking. And those are some of the things that I was experiencing through my life. I didn't know what was going, why or what was going on. Yeah. And then when I saw it in her, I said, "Wow, that was that was a magnified version of what I was going yeah. through." But there were physical signs as well as an intuition that I just felt that something happened. Now, something I want I want to explain here is about the emotional release, which I talk about emotional release on this show often. Uh, so the kind of emotional release that we're talking about right now is the form where a person it's bioenergetic exercise. A person lays down on the floor. They uh, they put their feet flat on the floor so their knees are up, their arms are over their head, and I play wild African music, and people start to exhale and squeeze their sphincter muscles at the same time. So as the exhale, they're they're making the sound ch ch ch, and they're squeezing their anal sphincters and their pubococcygeal muscles, which are the sex muscles, and they're building a charging breath. The arms start to come down. I know this is a little difficult to picture, but if you just could, the arms start to come down. The hands, like, pound the floor at the same time as the squeeze and the exhale is taking place. And what ends up happening is that people can release things. They can release stored trauma and hurt in the body because in the sexual area is where the memory of all this is stored. Often people don't know that what it was that happened to them. Sometimes they just release something. So now I want to ask you, when I came to you that day and I said to you, there's something going on with you here, I, we need to talk. I think I talked to you at the end of the class, yes. some during the emotional release segment and some after. Did you know what had happened to you? Did you know? Yes, yes, I did know what had happened. And I completely compartmentalized it in my life. It was basically ignored by close friends and family who had an idea, quote-unquote, was about what was going on, including my own mother and my abandoned stepfather, my, my abandoned birth father, excuse me. Um, so I had basically taken that part of my life because nobody wanted to acknowledge it, and I, therefore I didn't want to acknowledge it because I didn't want to make them upset. I wanted to please them and just took that and put it in a box in my life and put it in a closet. 
And, and then, but it would come out when you were having sex. And not only would it come out when I was having sex, it would come out and we're in, in, in rages. I would become, I would become enraged and I'm, I would have no idea why, even though I knew I, and, and that what had happened, I didn't understand that that was part, a big part of where that rage, and it was rage, was coming from. Right. You know, I didn't understand that. So I could make love, um, and I could orgasm with somebody who I loved and trusted and had deep, deep emotional connection with. But that little girl, um, or that 15 year old or whatever was not there. And so all, all of that beautiful emotion, that all the innocence and all the beautiful emotion that comes with childhood and, and teenage years and all that was not there. So part, half of Jen wasn't there. So you could actually compartmentalize and move a part of your personality. It's almost like a split, split personality. Yeah. You could put little Jen away somewhere so she wouldn't have to feel yes. or be hurt. And another part of you could actually continue in a sexual act or yes. in a making love. You're, making, you're sp- making love. Okay. So it would be somebody that you really love, but the person, your partner wouldn't get the whole you because the little scared child part of you was sort of off somewhere in your head, like in a in a safe... In a safe spot. And she also was doing everything she could to keep me safe, not just sexually, but emotionally. So even though I could have an orgasm, it was not the best orgasm. It was, it was, it was everything was watered down because she was there keeping me safe from ever being hurt again in that way. So you had an armor. It sounds like you had an like an armor protector on you. Yeah. It's a, it's an amazing phenomenon. Most people don't, can't distinguish this and don't really talk about it. But as you know, in my work, I've seen it in at least, if I have a class of 20 people taking bliss, basic beginner's tantra from me, usually there are at least three people who show the same signs as you do. Their eyes flutter a lot. Yes. And they're, uh, they're kind of, Thing like they can release some of the piece of it, but there's another piece that they want to keep, which is like that protection of 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 the little girl. And it's a very, it's something that really I have to just say I have to work on almost every day. It's I didn't do that one release. We we figured it out a little bit that day, but it's an almost a daily process for me to be conscious and aware that she's there and to tell her it's okay. Right. And then to release not just the anger and the rage I had against the person who harmed me, or there were multiple people actually who harmed me, multiple men who harmed me, but to also release my rage against men in general. Right. And then also to release the rage I felt around people who I loved who didn't protect me as a little girl and in in my teenage years. Right, actually, who brought a predator into your house. Yes. Predator was in my house for 20 years. Wow. That's, uh, I'm, I'm so happy to have you here today in one piece. <laughs> Me too. I'm happy we, I'm happy we found, happy that we found her. I'm happy we found her. Amazing. Well, if you just tuned in, you're listening to Tantra Cafe. I'm Laurie Handlers, your host, and I'm talking today with Jennifer Hartnett, who actually lived in a home with a predator, somebody who abused her, um, emotionally. Uh, dangerously and sexually was when she was a little girl in her formative years from age five on. And, um, and this could have happened to anyone. 
and we're taking the certainly taking the shame off of it in tantra we really work with releasing the attachments there and releasing any shame or blame or guilt that any that that a woman or man anyone who is sexually abused could have uh based on this having happened to them because often the victims feel that there's that they brought it on themselves and that's the, the, I totally felt that way, Lori. Yeah. Yes, I felt like if, if he was asking me to give him a massage when he was not dressed and I was six or seven years old, for example, and he would, I said no, I felt like I was being bad. I was right. the bad girl. Right. Exactly. I was the bad girl, and how dare I not give him a massage at seven years old? Exactly. I Exactly. Well, we're going to take a short break. And we're, and when we come back, I'm going to be asking Jennifer some other really important questions that will shed some more light on this, on how we can release these things in Tantra and what's happened for her since she started her studies. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Have you ever wished for an end to pests in and around your home, around your office? Stop paying for dangerous chemicals that can harm your children, your pets, and your clients. Today in Arizona and Florida, an environmentally responsible pest control company named Ladybug has set up shop to provide natural and organic pest control services. Ladybug can help you stop even the most persistent, nastiest bugs with green, organic products that are friendly to people and pets. In addition, there are franchise opportunities in Arizona, Florida, and throughout the USA. To learn more about Ladybug's home-friendly and earth-smart green pest control services, visit the Ladybug website at ladybugcorp.com or call us at 561-276-7600. Ladybug guarantees you another eco-friendly, pest-free day naturally. Wondering what book you should read to jumpstart your sex life and increase your happiness? Try my book, Sex and Happiness, The Tantric Laws of Intimacy by me. Laurie Handlers. This short, easy-to-read book will make you laugh at yourself, and it may possibly make you cry as you discover my tantric secrets for happiness and how they apply to you. In the book, I begin with the tenth law, make love in the unknown, and then I work you all the way through laws one through nine to teach you how to be in the unknown, fresh, every moment of every day of your life. Sex and happiness puts the innocence and love back into sex and gives Tantra the respect it deserves. It's only $19.99 in paperback and $14.99 ebook. Go to sexandhappiness.com to order your copy of Sex and Happiness by me, Laurie Handlers, the host of Tantra Cafe. Well, we're back with Tantra Cafe. I'm Laurie Handlers, your host. And this segment of Tantra Cafe is brought to you by Tonga. Fine lingerie. Go to Tanga, T-A-N-G-A, finelingerie.com. Especially go for this holiday season. If you have somebody special in your life that you want to buy the most rockin' lingerie for, I mean the hottest, from France and Italy, way different from anything you can get in the States, you want to go to tangafinelingerie.com and find that special gift for that special somebody. Maybe you'd want to buy it for yourself. Anyway, we're back. I'm talking with Jennifer Hartnett today. We are talking about sexual abuse and how Tantra can influence the healing of somebody who's carrying around this trauma in the cells of their bodies. So, Jen, the first time, we just talked about the first time we met and uh, what I said to you and how 
you saw that there was a certain play there, like there was a something you needed to release, things you needed to release, and ways that you maybe didn't want to release it, because that's all you knew for so long. Exactly. So then what happened? You you came and you did you did my second level course twice, ecstasy. Yes. And, yes. And how? When did you know you were really starting to let go of some of this trauma? Well, the first time I came to Bliss and the second course, ecstasy, I was with my partner. Right. And I still felt so much anger that I was realizing that I needed. I was I was directing it towards him, not right. meaning not meaning to. Right. Not consciously meaning to, right. but I was directing it towards him. So I realized I need to go again by myself and get very clear about what I needed to release. And I wasn't even totally sure. And to something, a point that you made, sometimes we don't always have to be totally sure of what it is we're releasing. I had some ideas, and uh, uh, one of them was I hate men, which is not true. But the 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 release needed to happen, and it could not happen with my partner there. So when I came to the second course... We dug even deeper into what else we had to get. It was it's so deep in the cellular memory that that's when I was the the fourth or fifth time I started doing the bioenergetic release, as well as then working of course one on one with you, was when I realized that it was more than just little Jen out there. There was actually more than one and personality out there. Right, right, right. Uh, there was also a savior, the one who wanted to save the world and save others from this kind of thing or some, any other kind of harm. Right. And we needed to get that out of the cellular memory. And there were some others, too, that came out as a result of this abuse. Because when somebody's abused and doesn't want to see that happen to anybody else, there's a whole protector, protector right. that comes out. And that, that was very much alive in me in that second course. The protector. So it's almost like you're saying that you have, you know, I don't want to diagnose you like a psychiatrist, yeah. but it's almost like you're saying you, this is what formed multiple personalities. Yeah, it was like I had these compartments and these, these, right. these different personalities would come out as strong suits and, 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 and really almost, I didn't, didn't even know who I was anymore because who was right. I when all of this other stuff was around me. Right. And in me, in me, deep in me. Yeah. Well, you have done a lot of emotional release, and I noticed that you do it on your on your own, which is yes, so do. fantastic. Because a lot of people uh, they do it in the class when I'm making them do it, <laughs> and then they go home and they just don't do any of the practices ever again. I did it today, um, I'm right at your pool, right, for about ten minutes just to release whatever was still built up for the show today. Yeah, because I knew something great. was going to be there, so I just did it. That's great. I, I really honor you for doing that. I honor you for introducing me to it. Thank you. Yeah, if you want to, you know, I, I've talked about it a lot. If, if uh, you're out there and you want to know more about this, I do have a CD called Shamanic Release and Lati Han, which is a CD which helps people. I coach you right on the CD. You flip it into your CD player, and I coach you on how to lay on the floor, what to do, exactly the timing of it. And you can actually start to get clear on your own of any of these patterns, uh, any of these personality things, any trauma that's happened to you in your body. It's not necessary to move forward in your life with all this. It gets in your way. It clogs you. It stops you from being successful in business. It certainly stops you from being successful in relationships. Yes, Laura, you said something to me that really hung on tight in my head that I never let go in a good way. 
I said, I, it's like there's something in me I want to kill. I want to kill it. It's right. in me and I want to kill it. Right. And you said to me, as long as you want to kill it, it's got you. And that stuck with me. And I said, okay, well, then I have to integrate it then. Right. And not want to kill it. I have to integrate it, release the pain, and integrate the, the, the good. It's beautiful because, um, yeah, if you were trying to kill it, you'd be at odds with a part of you that's probably yeah. a shame or blame part of you. Which is very, very demoralizing and does get in the way of your entire life, including business, finances, everything. Yeah. How can you, if you have this part of you that you hate yeah. enough to want to kill it, and it goes with you to business meetings, yeah. and it goes with you <laughs> into bed, and yeah. it goes with you when you're flirting, and it goes with you when you're making a deal, there's always a part of you that's never okay. So you you can't kill it. You actually have to let go of the horror and then make love to it. And it's then, like yeah. it's like making love to your life, making love to yourself, making love to life. Well, and allowing a vacuum for love to come in. And that's what I want to start to cry here, but that's what it <laughs> creates. You create the vacuum for love to start to come in. Whereas before there was just no room in me for anybody to, I would to love me, to truly let them love me the way I deserve to be loved. Wow, it's so beautiful what you're saying. So Tantra, you know, at least in, a, in, in a, not all Tantra teachers use emotional release, but to a certain extent they do. I mean, I use many, many emotional release techniques. Yes, you do. Others use more of the stimulating the G spot. And that is the place where a lot of emotions and stuff is buried, that hooked place. But people really do need to be skilled. As many of my listeners have heard before, I've had Todd Kaminsky on the show talking about releasing those emotions as a DACA, a male um, tantric practitioner mm-hmm. who has individual sessions with women. I've had uh, uh, Baba Des on the show talk about emotional release. I've certainly had... Uh, Michelle Young around the show right. talk about emotional release, and people, I, I think people, I'm, I, people don't get it. Like it's so important to release this any trauma from the body. And I have to say, as a, a, a tra- sexually traumatized person, if somebody had, if we hadn't worked on my head and the bioenergetics physically another way. If somebody had tried to go in and release that through the G spot first, I don't. I, I think I think that would have traumatized me further, honestly, because that was where so much of the shame and trauma had occurred. So, working first through mind and head and decompartmentalization and the opening the vacuum and getting it out right. of cellular memory for me worked better than G- and then we can we can go to the G spot and release right, it. Right, right, right. You know, I want to come back to something you said before because maybe we didn't describe it uh, well enough, which is about when you had to go to, you had to come to the second class twice, and the second time you came without your partner so that you could get get out the I hate men part. It wasn't the truth that you hated men. That needs some explanation because not everyone will get that. Like people might listen and hear you and go, oh, who was that guest she had, Jennifer, who said she hated men? I'm, I'm turning off. So what does that mean, really, when you just when when you say I had to express it, but that's not really the truth, the truth. Right. Well, because uh, uh, multiple men had hurt me, and so 
little gen or whoever we want to talk about, the the, the protectors of, of the big gen, mm-hmm. said uh, made an assumption that all men were bad and all men hurt, hurt. All men harm, all men hurt. Right. So that then became an association in my head deep down. I mean, I had, I had business relationships, male friends. I could do all of that. But there was this deep down thing that I wanted, like I said, to kill that I hated men because I knew it wasn't true deep down. But something in me was the one thing I wanted to kill What was saying that. Okay. And, and I needed to well, get rid of it. Okay. So the thing is, I mean, the thing is, then what's important here to let people know is when we're doing emotional release, we might say anything. Yeah. I hate you. Yes. I'll kill you. I hate men. I hate my parents. I hate. And that's just the expression we need to get unsuppressed. We need to let that expression out. And it may not turn out to be the truth. It's the thing that triggers the deepest emotion to come out. Right. And release and go away. Right. And now I don't have that anywhere anymore. It's all gone. That's so great. It's, it's so freeing really, really to feel great. it. Yeah, it is freeing to feel it. Yeah. I've had a lot of it in my life myself with my parents, and I had to release all that, those feelings of anger, hatred, whatever, so that I could make an opening and a space to feel something, not only for them but for other people. Like the negative emotion that was stored actually feels like it clogged my system. Yeah. Yeah, like, like nothing a stone, else. Like yeah, a stone. Like nothing else could happen. Right, right. Everything was stuffed up. And there was a stone where my heart should be. And I have a big heart like most people do. And uh, now I can, I'm, I feel, I feel safe to express it. Whereas before I didn't feel safe to express it. Right. Or receive it. Right. Wow, it's so great. So well, then you took a third level tantra course. Uh-huh, I sure did. You took initiation. You took bliss. Then you took ecstasy twice. And these are not drugs we're talking about. <laughs> You took uh, ecstasy twice, and then you took initiation. And um, what do you feel you released there? Because you were already in a different space. And you did that, by the way, alone. Yes, I did that well. alone You as didn't well. do that with your partner. I, I still felt like there was still stuff there. And like I said, we had, this is a process. Um, there I felt like I was I was releasing more stuff, but I couldn't name it. And, it did, and to your point, it's not always necessary to name it. And if we, if we shout it out. That's okay. Comes out and no one takes it personally. Um, but with an, an initiation. So that wait a minute, So that's why you tried to protect your partner because you felt yes, that you shouted yes. out these things and your partner was somewhere in the room. He would take it personally and then it would negatively affect him. Yes. And so as I released more and more, and I, we were there for a week, so we were a lot of time to release. Um, I felt like I was now. Not just releasing, but then stepping into my power and taking my power back. I was opening my heart and my, my, my soul, my, my astral body to take my power back. Whereas I was, had let it go to so many different places it didn't belong. Right. And I became, and now I'm a voice for personal transformation. That was my intention and that still is. Yeah. You know, the thing about, um, a lot of people have the myth information that unless they have a partner they can't do tantra that's the biggest it's the most frequently you know when you get the frequently asked yeah. questions on a mm-hmm. website mm-hmm. when people when i meet people at introductions that i do to tantra or people write to me they go well i want to take your class but i don't have a partner <laughs> so you're making a case here for doing the course without 
your partner even if you have a partner? Yes, and actually, I would I would suggest doing it. My personal experience was I found I got the best, and it was the best um, experience from doing it alone. And now I'm encouraging my partner to do it alone. And then, then if we come decide to go in as a couple, that's great. But then we're both on a relatively same playing field, and we're we are, we know the ground rules, so to speak, and we understand what's coming up and coming out is not a personal thing between he and I. No, I, actually, whatever happened to you happened to you long before you met him. Right. I tell people that when they're having huge issues in their <laughs> in their coupledom, I say, you know, the thing you're really mad at with this guy or the thing you're really mad at with this woman, it, you're reacting to something that happened long before you met them, it, mm-hmm. long before you came on the scene. You're reacting to some little girl trigger, trigger. trigger mm-hmm. that has or little boy trigger that really doesn't have anything to do with your current partner. As an adult, I wish everyone knew that, that there's like more people than one in any relationship. There's the little girl, then there's the parents, and then there's all these things that have influenced us. And often two other characters are fighting. So it's Yeah, and they also climb into bed with you too. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, we're gonna break here. Thank you so much for being my guest today, Jennifer. Uh, thanks for having me. It's yeah. Fun. Please stay tuned to my second segment where I'll be talking with Paul Pradep about another part of my series about men and romance. So stay tuned. Just want to remind you that I have a recommended list that you can find on webtalkradio.net. And things on that list are The Hormone Nurse, Laurie Phillips, Polyamory for the 21st Century with Dr. Deborah Annapol, Flirting with Heart with Robin Vogel, Tantra for Awakening with Crystal Dawn Morris, and of course, the International School of Temple Arts. No matter where you are in the world, There's global connection for you as a sex educator. Go to schooloftemplearts.com. We'll be right back. Have you ever wanted something really different from a plain old Swedish massage? If you want an extraordinary private bodywork session, call Krishna Naidu. Krishna definitely has the touch. He offers yoga fusion therapy, embodiment therapy, individual tantra sessions, and even private yoga classes. I hope this intrigues you. His work is subtle yet tremendously effective, and I know his clients keep coming back for more because I'm one of them. For more information about the sessions and to find a session near you, call Krishna Naidu at 857-891-8090. That's 857-891-8090. Call Krishna Naidu today. Sessions are regularly available in New York, Boston, Washington, D.C., Phoenix, and Scottsdale. I, Laurie Handlers, the host of this show, personally invite you to come with me on a tantric tour of the heart of India on November 21st to December 3rd, 2010. You'll see the Taj Mahal, of course, and visit the fabulous Fadipur Sikri, home of the great Mughal King Akbar. You'll experience the sacred lake in Pushkar, and then you'll tour the pink city of Jaipur. Then, at dawn, from a boat on the Ganges in Varanasi, you'll see exquisite Hindu prayer rituals. Then you'll tour Sarnath, where the Buddha gave his first speech after attaining enlightenment. And finally, you'll get to explore the exotic Kama Sutra temples. 
in Kajiraho. All throughout the tour, you'll learn tantric techniques and principles, and I promise you'll feel a tremendous sense of well-being as we delve into these simple yet potent tantric tools. Please note, no previous experience of tantra or yoga is necessary to come on this tour with me. I invite you to join me in this unique experience touring the incredible, incredible country of India. I must warn you, this is not your typical tour, and you are not the typical tourist. For more information about this exciting tantric tour of the heart of India, contact Lori at ButterflyWorkshops.com or write to her at info at ButterflyWorkshops.com. Thanks for sticking with Tantra Cafe today. I'm Laurie Handler, your host, and in the last segment, I was interviewing Jennifer Hartnett about how you can recover from sexual abuse where it resides in your cellular memories through Tantra, through using emotional release techniques and all kinds of other Tantra techniques to, to rid yourself of this and be able to move forward in your life. This segment I'm very excited about. I have my dear friend, Edward Mack, with us. Edward is a mortgage and finance professional. He's a graduate of all Butterfly Workshops programs, and he's a father, a triathlete, and an amazing salsa dancing enthusiast. Hey, Edward. It's great hey. to have you on my show. Oh, it's my pleasure and my honor to be on your show, Laurie. Absolutely. Hey. Great. Well, you know, there's a lot of times when I've quoted you things that you've learned on the dance floor. Actually, in one of my more recent shows, my the first show where I was talking about men and romance, I was on with Bill Pakaitis, and uh -huh. we were talking about your advice to men. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> so I wanted to give you credit. I wanted to hear you talk about what. Uh, what it is that you've learned from dancing, and, and may I say to everyone out there, this man is the most amazing salsero, which means salsa dancer, and that's where his romance takes place on the dance floor. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, it, it's 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 really an amazing thing to be able to uh, uh, look at. At, at the dance experience, you know, salsa is a partner dance. Okay, so you're 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 dancing with a partner. Yeah. And, um, it's amazing to look at that relationship with your partner and then transfer that over into a tantric setting or into a romance setting, you know, between a man and a woman or, or between a man and a man or whoever partners. And right. the beautiful thing about the romance aspect of it is when you're on the dance floor, you're basically concerned about protecting your partner from bumping into other people on the dance floor or other people bumping into your partner. So you're, you're, you're moving with them and you have a protective mindset about you. You know, you're concerned about their health and welfare on the dance floor. And the second thing, is that you you can't keep doing the same moves with that one partner. You know, the woman will be will be bored. So you have to constantly use your imagination and come up with creative and innovative movements and mix them up and vary them so that you know it's exciting for her. And the third thing is that a woman wants to look good on the dance floor. So you, as the lead person leading her, 
in the dance, you want to make her look good. You want to show her off. And I found that when you put all those three aspects in your dance on the dance floor, the woman is happy. And it just so happens that, uh, you know, I discussed this with Lori and we talked about it in one of her workshops. And that was my advice uh, to a men's group that we were working with. Yeah, so wait a second. So I want to just stop you here for a minute because I want, like what you're saying, these three simple things, and I've said them before and you've said them before, so it's keep it, keep her safe. Keep her safe. Keep it interesting and make her, and make her look good, like show her off, make her look good. So we could, and you give this advice to men. Here's the thing though, you could, this is in life. In life, absolutely. It is in life. And when you're in a, in a romantic relationship that, um, that may be going downhill a little bit, uh, in general, in general, it's, it's one of those three things that are kind of out of whack. Maybe, maybe she's not feeling secure with you for whatever reasons. Maybe it's emotional security or financial security or whatever, but the feeling safe part is not there. And uh, sometimes, you know, people kind of get bored with each other and they kind of do the same old things over and over again. So you may want to go learn some new things, take some tantric classes with Lori, learn some new things and uh, bring imagination uh, to the to the game of romance. Or, you know, the third thing is you may not be showing her off. You may not be holding holding her up as as beautiful to 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 the world to the environment wherever you happen to be and uh women like that type of attention and it just creates so much romance it's amazing so i always in my dance i always try to work on on having one of those three things making sure that all those three things are in and if i'm i'm losing on on any one of those three i quickly kind of pick up the pace in that area and it's the same as in life and romance. And it's been the same for me uh, off the dance floor in my romantic life as well. So, um, yeah. So, so here's the thing. So dance in this form is your analogy for life. And right. I've noticed that, um, and I've told you this many times, that women in the club, they're not, they're lined up, actually. They line up to dance with you. It's not that you're Don Juan or that you're, um, you know... Uh, that I know 50 million Brazilian salsa moves and I'm the super duper. I'm not. I just, I, I constantly practice these three things. And And there may be other dancers who are technically much better than I am, but they don't carry the romance that I carry. And I, that's not just me saying that. That's other people saying that to me. I've, I've come to accept that about myself. I am a person, okay? <laughs> I love that about you, Edward. So there, here's it. So, so I know that women line up to dance with you now. How can you? How can you distinguish? Like, you're, how tall are you? Uh, six foot two. Six two. Six two, one hundred ninety pounds of steel. Okay, so you're six to 190 pounds of steel, and I'm five two. Now I've seen you dance with a woman who's about six feet, mm-hmm. and I've seen you dance with me because mm-hmm. I'm also a salsera. Absolutely. I'm a I'm a salsa dance enthusiast. That's how we met. 
Exactly. And um, how can you adjust? How do you adjust your body? Because I see to me, this is like love making tips. Also, mm-hmm. this is not. This is like life tips. This is how men can learn very simply to be romantic with a woman. The three things you said, but also, how do you? And oh, I want to just say this. I happen to think that when a man dances. That's the most romantic thing in the world. Like, I don't think in my life I've ever dated anyone or had a relationship with someone who couldn't dance. I, right. It just would be out of the question for me. Right. To, right. Not, to not have that kind of play, that physical physicality, that music physicality and the movement physicality in the life. Now, how how is it that you easily move from a woman who's 5'11 and a half and make her feel like she looks good, like she's safe and keeping it interesting, and then dance with someone who's like just barely over five feet. How do you do that? Well, um, two two ways, um, and I and I'll talk about the the first way. Uh, the first way uh, I learned from a very old Cuban Cuban guy um, who taught me that when I approach a woman and ask her to dance. I may have my style and that woman may have her style. And what he taught me was that I should immediately move to her style and then get her style of movement and then gradually bring her into mine as a leader. So that that's really helped. Uh, so whether she's short, whether she's tall, whether she's thin or whether she's heavy, it doesn't really matter because I'm – I'm exchanging energy with that particular woman. So so it doesn't matter what her body is like. It matters what her energy is like. You know, you're and, reminding me, you remind me of when I first told you, before you ever did Tantra, you know, before you ever took a Tantra class. Yes. I remember saying to you that you were very Tantric and you yes. didn't know what I was talking about. I kept I, saying... Your energy exchange with women is so tantric, like you really moved them. And I didn't know that you consciously knew what you just said about this Cuban telling, yeah. you, telling you how to be. Uh, and I, I remember that. And, and before I even knew anything about tantra, that's absolutely right. And uh, and you used to tell me that, and I didn't know what you were saying. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, I had no clue. I was totally clueless. Um but uh so that was the first thing. So it's really being able to to read a woman and 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 being willing to serve that woman. I think is I think is 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 one of the main uh, uh points of what I'm trying to say. So to not force her into what you're doing, but you you meld into what she's doing and then bring her from that to what you're doing as a leader. That's so tantric, Edward. Listen, we're gonna we need to pause here for a minute, so we'll okay. we'll get to your other point when we come back. If you just tuned in, you're listening to Tantra Cafe. I'm Laurie Handlers, your host, and my guest for this segment of the show is Edward Mack, who is an amazing salsa dancer and other great things as well. He's a he's in the finance world and uh, he's a graduate of all the butterfly workshop programs. And he's talking about some really simple wisdom from a dance perspective 
of how to be with a partner that's very, very romantic, actually. So when we come back, he's going to give us some more tips about it, and, and I am too. So please stay tuned. Would you like to try a natural product that would enhance your orgasms? My guest today is Shana Venice, the founder of New Zealand Pure, a company that makes unique products for sexual wellness. Shana, what is it that people can use to enhance their orgasms? Everybody's trying to do that. Absolutely. Well, there are different factors that, uh, you know, come into play why we don't have explosive orgasms. One is, you know, our vaginal secretions aren't flowing like they used to. Perhaps you're a little dry, perhaps you're a little irritated. Well, the great thing about silk, which is made from kiwi vine extract, is that it helps to balance your own pH and increase your vaginal secretions. The result is explosive, satisfying, wonderful orgasms and joyful sex. Wow, Shana, thanks so much for that description. Wonderful. If you'd like to find out more about Silk, go to SilkUSA.com. That's S Y L K. USA.com. You can find out more about Silk from me as well. Write to Laurie at TantraCafe.com. If you're looking for the absolute best holiday present that you could possibly get for someone, consider Tonga Fine Lingerie. Tonga Fine Lingerie comes from France and Italy. It's amazing fabric, lace and silk. And you won't find anything like it anywhere. That's www.tangafinelingerie.com. T-A-N-G-A, finelingerie.com. Many times on Tantra Cafe, you've heard my guests and me discuss emotional release techniques. Now, you can do emotional release work in the privacy of your own home. In my CD, Shamanic Release and Lati Han, I create a very, very safe and sacred space in which you can do the powerful work I'm known for in my Tantra courses. First, I set you up with the proper positioning and breathing, and then I guide you through emotional states to the beat of tribal African rhythms. Try this CD as an easy way to do your personal clearing work on a regular basis and watch your relationships walk free from emotional baggage. You can order my CD at ButterflyWorkshops.com for only $20. I believe you're worth it. I hope you do. Go to ButterflyWorkshops.com and get your copy now. And walk free from emotional baggage. Well, we're back with Tantra Cafe, and this is a program for spiritual enlightenment. I'm Laurie Handlers. I want to remind you to go to my recommended list on uh, webtalkradio.net there you can find out about many other professionals who are working in the Tantra field and have wonderful books have wonderful tips for you all kinds of things including finding out about your hormones which is really important for women and men to have their vital life force their sexual energy constantly being the energy being moved and the energy being renewed so go to hormonenurse.com Anyway, Edward, we were saying before the break about um, how you move with a woman. It's so sexy what you're talking about. It's uh, really, it's so sensual to get into a woman's energy 
to be that attuned to a woman's energy and then move in your own ways, move her and, over to where you are. Exactly. Absolutely. And that's, and that a woman will tell you on the dance floor that, you know, if you do that, she, you may not have used 50 million dance techniques and turned her this way and that way. But just by doing that, she is really in a blissful state and is enjoying the dance. And, and it, it just, it just works and it works well on the dance floor and off the dance floor in your <laughs> romantic life. It works well. It does. Um, What's the other tip? Yeah. The other tip, um, because I think you had asked me, you know, how, how would one move from one person to another person in terms of a taller person or shorter person or lighter person or heavier person? Um, and it's about the energy, but also it's about being really, really, really present to that dance partner. Because if I'm dancing with another woman, there is a third thing that is happening. And I have to be in tune to her. She has to be in tune to me. And then we create that third thing, which is our collective dance presented to the world. So it's so important uh, to be in to be in the now, to be very, very, very present. Um, and I learned a lot about being present and being in the now from butterfly workshops, from all the programs and, and classes um, uh, that I've had with Lori's uh, with Lori's uh, company. And um, I, I can't tell you how important it is to just be in the now, fully present with your partner on the dance floor and also off the dance floor. And a woman always appreciates that. And they can tell when you're half there and when you're not there. It's it's very obvious and vice versa. Oh, a woman can tell everything. A woman really, I mean, even if a man's having an affair um, and a woman makes believe she doesn't know. But she knows. She knows. A woman can always tell when your attention is off her. <laughs> exactly. And on and on to something else. <laughs> exactly. And if you've ever watched two people dancing salsa, the one partner can tell when the other partner's attention goes away. That instant you can tell. Absolutely. You know, it you know, it's interesting. I also dance jitterbug and tango as you know. Mm-hmm. And you also dance merengue and bachata. Right. All the the Latin dances, those Latin dances. Um not so much samba, but but salsa, merengue, and bachata. And uh, I don't dance with people who don't know how to dance, right? Because I, I'm a fr- in jitterbug anyway. I've danced with people who have tried, have almost pulled my arms out of the socket. Exactly. And one time I remember in in Washington, in a club in Washington, I was dancing with somebody. I don't know if you were there that night or not, but. A man actually let go of his lead on my hand. Oh, wow. And I fell flat on my back on the dance floor in Zanzibar's. Oh, wow. And I, it was humiliating. Of course, I would never dance with him again. Right, of course not. (laughs) 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 You know, you know what's funny? You just, uh, um, uh, uh, made me think of something. Um, a woman told me the other day that I lead well on the dance floor. And, and 
and using these principles that we talked about, these three things, that's kind of what people say uh, on the dance floor. Women will say on the dance floor. And it's so interesting that other women will tell other women, dance with him, he's a good lead. They won't say that he knows 50 million techniques and is going to twirl you and flip you all over the dance floor. They'll just say he's a good lead. And just like you were mentioning in this situation where the person let you go and you fell, I bet you you also told other women, be careful, he's not a good lead. Right. No, you didn't feel safe with him. Right, exactly. His His attention was only on himself. On himself. And you can look at two people dancing and you can tell if one person's attention is only on themselves or if they're actually dancing in concert back and forth, play with their partner. And yeah. it's the same off the dance floor, I think. Romance is is giving, and then it's also allowing yourself to receive. Because sometimes people just want to keep giving and giving and giving, and if you are giving and giving and giving, you're getting pleasure out of that. But you want to give your partner the opportunity to also receive the pleasure of giving which means you have to receive. So it's that whole back and forth, yin and yang, whatever you want to call it, thing, that principle that that makes the romance happen. And it makes it so beautiful on the dance floor and off the dance floor. You're such a natural at this. It's so great. You know, I want to tell you two things. One is um, after my mother died, my father (laughs) met a new woman, and he's been seeing her for something like, 10 years, um, I don't know, 8, 9, 10 years, something like that. And the first thing he did with her was he went to Arthur Murray. Now, my father's a great dancer. Mm-hmm. So I said to him, why are you going to Arthur Murray lessons with your new woman? Like, you already know how to dance and you're a great lead. Just what you just said. And he said, I danced for 50 years with one woman. He said, and this woman is completely different. And I need to learn her. I need to learn how to lead her. I need to learn with her to get into her energy or to create a new energy together. Exactly. Exactly. I thought that was so romantic of my father to do that. And I thought it was really tantric. I told him that at the time. And (laughs) you know, you know, you know, my father's done my classes. So of course, what I meant. The other thing is that when Bill was on the show, Bill Pekaitis taught in the first of my Men in Romance series, he suggested to men that they watch Fred Astaire movies. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Uh, <laughs> I, I agree wholeheartedly. <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. So are there any other tips, do you think, you know, anything that just uh, that comes to mind for you? I mean, I th- why did you learn? You know, I never asked you this. I what? met you... I actually met you when you were taking your first salsa lessons. Right. We were in Washington D.C. and um, and you are still in Washington D.C. I'm I'm in Phoenix now. But um, why did you? What motivated you to take your first dance lessons? And what could you say to men who might be listening who who are who you know wouldn't even think about it? Well, might not consider dancing. Sure. Um, what I would, what motivated me to actually take dance lessons, uh, to, to learn how to dance salsa was, I, I mean, as a kid, I'm originally from Philadelphia, but I did grow up, 
uh, and lived in West Africa for eight years as a kid. You know, so leaving America, living overseas for eight years in West Africa. And once I got back to the States, you know, around the age of 15, I really missed hearing West African music. And um, as I, you know, went through high school here in the U.S., I began to hear salsa on the radio, particularly on college radio stations. And and the rhythms and 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 beats of salsa are, are African based, and uh, you know, with with beautiful Spanish lyrics and poetry on top of it. And so I I just fell in love with the rhythms. I don't speak Spanish. I didn't know how to dance it, but the music moved me, and it moved me so much that I actually decided that I love this so much, but I need to do more. I need to grow within it. And I made an agreement with myself that I would take dance lessons until I learned how to actually do it. And that was why I started to to take salsa lessons. Because it's one thing to hear the music, but it's another thing to actually move to the music. So I would translate that over to romance and to say to any men out there who who have always thought about being a better lover or thought about uh, if they could have this woman or make this woman, allow this woman or create for this woman a romantic experience, but they don't know how, I would strongly suggest that they have the courage, muster up the courage to go and learn how, whether you take Tantra classes or whatever it is, but to actually go and learn it. You may be, uh, as in learning salsa, you go through a little ugly duckling phase. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you know, you, 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 you look, you look silly. You're awkward. You're uncoordinated. You can't move to the rhythms. You, you know, much less lead someone else to move through the rhythms. But once you learn it step by step, and you get it. There's nothing like it in the world to so, be able to really connect with a woman and to be able to to dance together with someone, just as in romance, to be able to connect with another. So right partner. on. That's so right. It's spot on what you're saying. It's 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 perfect. It's beautiful. Well, I want to thank you so much for being my guest, Edward, and for adding your tips and more than two cents. My humble I, tips, I, you know, I can only tell you from my experience, but. You know. Into my men and romance segments. It's been wonderful and we, we, we're, we're at the bottom of the hour now, so I want to remind people that they can, you can follow me on Facebook or Twitter, Laurie Handlers on Facebook or Twitter. Of course, go to my main website, ButterflyWorkshops.com to find out upcoming news and events and workshops. Next week's show is going to be a mother and son team who are both working in the sex, energy, sexual healing field. So they expanded their horizons to when the mother told the son what she did, and he then joined her in her profession of sex healing and teaching Tantra. So they're an amazing team. Please tune in next week to hear about that. And remember, this program was brought to you by Silk, S-Y-L-K, the personal lubricant that adjusts you, your pH from the inside. It's all natural. Try it out. Edward, thank you. I'm saying namaste from Tantra Cafe. Thank you, Lori. 
Okay. Bye, everyone.